back everyone this is tts episode 60 if i'm not mistaken it is episode 60 60 my lord yeah i know it's been been a long time um it's just gonna be one episode this week again uh football episode this time won't be as long as the last football episode because that was ridiculous but uh we're just, <laughs> we're just gonna be talking playoffs uh we're in week 18 now uh we're recording on wednesday so there's no games for another three days but it is that week's week 18, final week of the regular season. Got a lot of games with a lot of playoff implications. Um, I don't even think, I don't think last year was this, had this many games that had playoff implications. I feel like there's a I lot. I don't think so either. Yeah, not on the last week. Yeah, no. There's a lot this week that's, that's riding on uh, some games. So we will get into all of that. Uh, we're going to do uh, Kyle Sports News, and then we're going to get into our week 17 picks and how we all did, where standings sit before we make our picks for week 18. Well, we'll go into all the games, then we'll make our picks for week 18. Um, and then from there, we're just going to end up talking about playoffs kind of throughout our making our picks and what all the games could end up resulting in, uh, what playoffs might end up looking like. And then after that, we're just going to finish with some boom and bust. So it should be. Should be a pretty good episode this week. Before we get into anything, though, Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling better. Um, you know, still got a lot of mucus and shit, but um, overall, feeling a lot better. So um, I can't, I can't really complain too much. Um, what about you? Uh, I've been good. Uh, just working for the most part. Um, few callouts throughout the week, but it's nice having. Uh, it's I actually have a job now where uh, a few people call out, and it's not like hell. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> It's pretty nice. Um, had some fun interactions with some people. I had a lady who accused my manager of discriminating her and uh, or discriminating against her, uh, claiming that my manager thought that this lady was an alien from New Mexico. Um, oh, so that was fun. Uh, she then said she won Miss America for Hawaii. So, yeah. I mean, she's got a pretty accomplished life uh, being an alien from New Mexico and the name is america in hawaii so yeah um that was, was a fun time fun time i was dying laughing i don't know how my manager kept a straight face because i was cracking up right behind her the whole time um it was it was an experience but uh other than that i've been good um just watching you know, yeah, I, I would love to get that woman on for an interview yeah yeah no trust, trust <laughs> me it was it was it was a ride she said she was getting her name changed but not legally because her family got murdered and she didn't want to get murdered by changing her name and then the murderers would know who she is now and i was like man this is elaborate for a hundred dollar check ma'am <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> oh no so fun times for me at work um but i don't have anything else really going on um no we're just getting ready for this weekend huge week for for the nfl so uh why don't we get right into some sports news that we did not know we cared about Oh, gotcha, right. sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kicking off just some NFL um, in a memo obtained by ESPN that was sent to the clubs Wednesday. The league said a team would forfeit a draft pick between the first and fourth round and be fined a minimum of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If it's determined that a club is representative displayed conduct in a disrespectful, inappropriate or unprofessional during an interview fines and or suspensions of individual club employees also could be imposed according to the memo 
Um, I don't know if you had heard about it, um, that that had been going on. But I guess back in 2010, um, with uh, Des Bryant, first-round draft pick, um, was asked during his pre-draft visit whether his mom was a prostitute or not. Um, In 2016, Atlanta Falcons coach Dan Quinn apologized to Eli Apple because one of the coaches asked if the cornerback was – or asked him his sexual preference. And the former LSU running back, Darius Luis Geis, um, combined asked his sexuality and if his mother was a prostitute. Um, And then Benjamin Watson said that he felt like he was being um, interrogated. They grabbed his wrist and said, I want to feel your pulse to see if you're lying. Have you ever smoked marijuana? No, I really haven't. See, it seems like you're lying. I feel like you're lying. Or you feel like, why are you lying to us? I'm not lying. Um, just a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Um, that I, that, you know, so uh, I think it's good. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. You be, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Imagine if you went so. for a job interview and you got asked those questions. Like, it's the same thing. These guys are getting asked questions for a job interview, but it's like yes. way too far. Like I, I even something I thought was too far was like DK Metcalf walked into his meeting with the Seahawks without his shirt on. And then Pete Carroll took his shirt off. And I was like, this this is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, And then jumping over to NBA, um, just going over some power rankings, Uh, Warriors one, Jazz two, Suns at three, Bucks at four, Bulls at five, Celtics at 14, Lakers all the way down at 17. Um, I mean, I got no other real big pressing news for NBA. No, um, not, NHL. What was that? There's, there's not much going on still. It's mostly just, you know, regular season there. I think well, we're in January. We're going to be getting to all-star voting pretty soon. Clay Thompson's going to be making his comeback probably on Saturday. I think I was going to say that's week, right? Yep. Yeah. So that should be cool. That is true. That is true. Um, NHL COVID still going crazy. Now 92 games have been postponed. Uh, Connor McDavid is the latest to have a positive. Last podcast, yeah, it was 70. 22 games have been postponed since our last episode, guys. Fucking nuts over here. And then, uh, yeah, Connor McDavid is the last one. Big name person to uh, have tested positive. Then going over those power rankings, we got Hurricanes at one, Panthers at two, Maple Leafs at three, Avalanche climbing their way up um, and being what I was projecting them to be um, mm-hmm. at four. Uh, Capitals at five. Then I got Ducks at 14. They're slipping away. It's not looking too pretty. Bruins right behind them at 15. Islanders down at 26. Seattle cracking all the way down third worst team in the NHL at number 30. Um, MLB, the network has cut ties with Ken Rosenthal. Um, it is believed that Rosenthal's post or past criticism of MLB commissioner Rob Manfred in columns written for the Athletic played a part in that decision. Um, dude was there for like 13 years. Um, stupid. Yeah, he took it with much grace and said, hey, well, I've had a good run. I love that place. Um, I'll still be with Fox Sports and uh, The Athletics. So yeah. it is what it is. I appreciate everything that I came from it. So good on you for taking it with such grace. Um, I thought it was a little bit crazy. It was stupid. That It makes sense, though, because, like, as a commissioner, he's like, fuck this guy. He doesn't love me. He doesn't suck my dick <laughs> all the time. Get him out of here. I don't want him on my yeah. payroll. Get that um, fuck out of yeah. here. Um. And then no meetings between the owners and players have been scheduled for this week. Um, but it's looking like it's going to be getting uh, pretty, pretty uh, in, intense in the next couple of weeks coming forward. That's good. Um, and yeah, I know I'm finally wanting a, uh, you know, at least I don't even care if it's just over and done with. I just, I just want new information. 
You know, yes. it's been silence for like three or four weeks now. Ridiculous. Um, golf, Century Tournament of Champions tees off tomorrow, 1-6 to 1-9 Thursday to uh, Sunday. Defending champ Harris English and Patrick Cantlay will be paired up as the last two to tee off tomorrow in the afternoon. Uh, should be a really fun one. You know, it has all of the big name people, obviously. Um, I know I'll definitely be tuning in this weekend. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully Tim is able to because I'm sure he's very stoked about it. Um, at the least, he will be following it um, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And then NCAA football, we got that championship coming up on Monday, January 10th at 5 p.m. between Bama and Georgia. Um, bugs me that it's at 5, not like 6 or 5.30 even, um, so I have enough time to get home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to have to shoot straight home. I have to take Amanda to a hair appointment and then come back home, watch the game. Um, and then go pick her up later. But um, I'm hoping for a great game. I don't think it will be like the second match up that they had this year. I'm hoping uh, Georgia is really able to kind of just lock them down. Yeah, I'm hoping it will be a lot closer. A lot of the national championship games of late have not been close games, like just at all. Yeah. Um, Alabama last year over Ohio State. year before was LSU, just beating the shit out of everybody. Like there's a lot of blowouts that happened in these in these championship games, so I'd like to not see a repeat of um, what Bama did to Georgia, and I also don't want to see Georgia do the same thing to Bama. I'd like to see the last time they played for a national championship, which was the uh, Tua to Devontae Smith in overtime game winning touchdown. Like I would yeah. love another game like that. I would kill for another national championship game like that. That was like fucking five years ago. Yeah. No. I, that was. I think that was the first college like national championship game that I'd ever seen for college football. And uh, that was one to have be my first for sure. Yeah, absolutely. it was absolutely electric. I was in a gym watching that on the TV in the locker room uh, in overtime. So it was kind of weird, the setting, um, but yeah, I got to watch it. So it doesn't matter. Um, and then going over to college basketball, Pac-12 to shorten the recommended isolation time to five days. After positive COVID-19 tests, just like the NHL. Um, I don't know. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, I, this is something that I've – we could have a whole episode about COVID, but I don't want to get political with it. But it's just people are like, why are we still having people quarantine? They're also kind of just pressuring people to get the vaccine because it's like, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, yeah. you have to sit for two weeks. If you do have the vaccine – you sit for like 24 hours and then you magically don't have COVID anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I that's not how that works. It's, it's, it's absolutely blowing my mind. I was like, hey guys, 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 this stuff is spreading rampant throughout all of sports. So let's just cut down the uh, recovery and quarantine time to five days instead of 10. That yeah. should, that, that, it just shows that they're out to make money. They know this is affecting their business and affecting everything that's going along with it. So they want to be able to figure out ways to still make money and increase their sales. And this is the way to do it. Um, but like you said, big, yeah, big topic. Yeah. Um, and then in tennis, uh, Djokovic denied entry into Australia after initial COVID-19 medical exemption. Um, he was told that he would be able to. And then I guess he had to stay overnight in like an airport for like 24 hours or something, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but they said, hey, you're not vaccinated. You didn't follow our guidelines. You're not allowed to come here. So he will be missing um, the uh, 
Australian Open. Yeah, yeah, the Australian Open title, obviously in Australia. That's what I just said. Um, so now he he uh, he has to miss that. So um, I mean, I guess it was, you know that stuff on his part. He should have had his shit together, and he wasn't in line for what they were doing. But I guess he was saying, you know, well, I didn't get it because he said I was exempted, um, but he wasn't exempted. So I don't know. I think it was a fuck up on both of their parts. Yeah. Um, obviously, some lack of communication. So um, he will be missing the Australian Open, which will be a bummer because he was obviously the shoe in to win it. Um, other than that, I have got nothing else for this week's Kyle Sports News that you did not know that you cared about. I love it. I love it, love it. That was a, was a good recap, I feel like. There's a lot going on, a lot of COVID going around. That's, that's fucking so much COVID, man. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's fucking up literally every fucking sport at this point. Um, I don't know. That, I don't know where it's <coughs> from here, but we shall see. All right, well, with that out of the way, let's get into week 17. Uh, we'll start with standings from our picks, how we all did. Uh, it was a good week for all of us, but... Uh, best week for Kyle. Kyle finally Fuck had yeah, a baby. Kyle finally got top dog. Proud of you. Happy for you. Um, Fuck needed it. Kyle went fourteen and two. Yeah, fourteen and two on these picks this week. It's a fucking great week. Uh, Tim and I both went twelve and four, which that's means not bad at all. Yeah, that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say what that means overall right now. I was about to give it away, but those were our standards for this week. So, like I said, we all had. All had a good week. Um, See, and what bummed me out too, like, I mean, you know, I, I had to be happy. Like, I know I fucking killed it last week, but the Bengals upset the Chiefs, which I was like, God damn. Like, I mean, it was going to be a great game, but I was like, man, the Chiefs, I felt like should have won that game. So that would have been 15-1, and the Raiders upset the Colts. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, that but one, yeah. 14-2, I'll take it. Um yeah, I don't know. I want to create my pants in one sixteen to now. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Um, so we'll start off with uh, obviously there were only games on Sunday, and then the Monday night game. So there was nothing Thursday, nothing Saturday. So uh, we'll jump right into Bills Falcons, uh, which I mean, there's nothing to say about that game. Uh, Falcons gave it their all. Um, you know, got a safety. That's cool. Um, yeah, and, and you know, just didn't stop. Devin Singletary all game. Uh, it looks. I mean, Josh. Josh. Not like Josh Allen had a great game. You know. No. Um, I mean, what he threw for, um, 120 yards and three picks, and they still beat the Falcons by two touchdowns. 29 to 15. Absolutely that's, despicable. That's pathetic. How do you have a star quarterback? You hold him to 120 yards and three interceptions, and you still found a way to lose the game by two touchdowns. I mean, both by Devin Singletary. I mean, like, <laughs> or one, not both, but you know what I mean? Uh, he had two in there. I mean, how, how do you not? I mean, he's not, you know, an elite running back, and he fucking ripped them up to shreds. Yeah. No, that was, that's disgusting. Atlanta's dog shit. Uh, next game, Bears Giants. There's nothing that we didn't expect. I'm glad the Giants are giving Saquon Barkley more carries. That's cool. Yeah. But they still are awful. Um, Quinn. Man, fucking absolutely tearing it up. Um, he got in there a few times and he set the season record for the Bears for so those sacks. A, that's an impressive record because those Bears defenses back in the what was it, the 80s? Yeah, yeah. the 80s Bears, dude. That was like the most dominant defense. Yeah. So um, impressive. yeah, no, I mean I feel like it kind of turned out the way that we thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah. It was dominant from the start. 
Um, it's not it's not like the Bears had anyone that did amazing. It was just a thorough beating for the entire game. Um, so now let's let's get into uh, I would say contender for game of the week is strictly because of the offensive performances and really just because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So we all got this game wrong, uh, but I don't, I'm not mad at myself for getting it wrong. This is, I wasn't predicting Jamar Chase to have like the greatest performance (laughs) I've ever seen personally from a wide receiver ever. Dude, it was absolutely unreal. So I was reading the stats right before the game. It was like Jamar Chase um, is on pace. He needs like 250 something more yards to beat Justin Jefferson's single season rookie receiving record. And I was like, oh, that's shitty. Just because if he does beat it, it, you know, yeah, he has an extra game. So Justin Jefferson can hold that over his head. And then all of a sudden, I see this fucking game and he gets 266 yards, most yards in a game, in a single game by a rookie ever. And then it was enough to take it over in the 16 weeks, um, the 16 games, instead of having to use that extra one. So I thought that was cool because, dude, Jamar Chase, what a fucking phenom, dude. He was ripping the Chiefs' defense apart. Yeah, this game by itself won him Offensive Rookie of the Year. I still think Micah Parsons is just the Rookie of the Year, period, because of just the numbers he's put up. But Jamar Chase is making it more of an argument after just this performance. 11 for 266 and three touchdowns is stupid numbers. That's disgusting. Like, so I, I, just seeing those numbers, I was like, okay, yeah, he's already in those conver- in that conversation. He absolutely overtook Mac Jones 100% for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I think he'll make it a lot closer against Micah Parsons. Uh, my only thing with Micah Parsons is it's been consistent throughout the entire year, and Jamar Chase has had amazing games, and he's been good for, like, you know, the start of the year was, like, a big play per game kind of a guy as opposed yeah. to, like, a bunch of consistency. So I think he'll still go to Micah Parsons, but – I mean, Jamar Chase is just a fucking stud. And him and Joe Burrow, I mean, we say it every week because the Bengals keep doing this every week, but him and Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, like they keep that that core together. Even if they lose, I would say probably lose Tyler Boyd over T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is also a fucking stud. Um, yeah. I think I would rather lose Tyler Boyd. You can get another slot receiver. It's not the end of the world. But if they have those two guys on the outsides, it, I mean, that duo in itself I'm not going to say it's the best right now, but you have four or five years. Those guys might be the best duo of wide receivers in the league. Dude, I 100% can agree with that because you were saying, even with Boyd included, those five, I mean, a quarterback, running back, and wide receivers, yeah. um, they're looking like the deadliest five if you're going off of just those positions um, in the league because they just keep connecting. And number nine, um, absolutely connecting with them every single time he throws the ball. Yeah. Um, just have to, I've been only calling him number nine, uh, since they ripped his uh, name off of his Jersey and there was nothing there except the number nine. Yeah. So I've been calling him number nine all week. Uh, so Burrow, uh, what an absolute fucking stud. I mean, he had an amazing game as well, but it was just Burrow was doing what we wanted to see, um, from the ducks all season. Yeah. He was given, he was given the wide receiver a chance and Higgins and chase, and, and even Boyd repeatedly kept making stupid fucking catches. Yeah. 
stupid for just getting a little bit higher and catching those and then tip toeing. I mean, nonstop, dude, pass after pass. Um, they were just making spectacular pay, uh, plays. And like you said, dude, I'm not mad that I got that one wrong at all. That was a beautiful game and amazing to see the Bengals really fucking put their heads down and hammer down a win for that AFC North title. Yeah, absolutely. And don't take anything away from the Chiefs. Like, you know, they're, they're going to be the two seed most likely. Oh, yeah. We'll get into the picks. They'll be the two seed, so they won't get home field for the entire playoffs. They don't get the first round by, but they still looked super good. I mean, more so in the first half than anything. But, I mean, they're still a, a tough, tough, tough team. And that game was in Cincinnati, so it's a little tougher. But I, I still think Kansas City is probably the team to beat in the AFC, if I, if I had to say anything about it. Um, I just – I can't bring myself to not feel that way. So, we'll have to see, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree. How they play, who they play this week. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're still great. Uh, next game that we have is Dolphins-Titans. Uh, Timmy got this one wrong. And this is one – I don't really know. I think he was just riding the fucking Dolphins too hard uh, in that defense and, and not realizing that, like, yeah, they won seven or eight games in a row against a bunch of not good teams. It's not like they had beaten anyone special. Yeah, and for, for the listeners, too, I was texting this weekend, and I thought all three of us had picked the Dolphins. And I was like, <laughs> man, that was a dumb fucking decision. And I'm listening back to the episode, and I remember listening to myself specifically say, the Dolphins, yeah, sure, they've won seven in a row, but now they're actually playing like a, a, a good team. Yeah. And that's why I took the Titans. Yeah. So I was very happy to see that I took them. Um, but other than that, I don't have any notes on the game. I mean, 34 to three blowout. Yeah. There's no notes to have on this game. <laughs> it was, yeah. You know, Tua was Tua. He fucking threw a, a pass with no ball in his hand. So that was cool. Uh, <laughs> it was, like it, Tua is not the guy. He's not the guy. And I think he just kind of shows that every so often. Like he never has a performance. That's like Tua is the reason they won this game. It's like, man, yeah. that Dolphins defense. Every time. Is so good. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, that one didn't surprise anyone. Um, we'll get next game was one of the bigger surprises of the week. We all got it wrong. Uh, it, it easily was probably the biggest surprise of the week for me, just in general. Um, I, you know, I don't know why the Colts didn't just run the ball more. Um, I would have kept running yeah. the football. I mean, yep. they, it's it, it Jonathan carried your Jonathan Taylor 20 carries you yeah that's good I'm probably being honest I would give Jonathan the Taylor Jonathan Taylor the ball like at least 30 times a game I was gonna say I, I know it doesn't seem like a big difference but I would say minimum 25 yeah yeah if you give him 25 that's another 25 rushing yards maybe you get into a field goal range yourself on an extra drive somewhere like maybe he breaks another one and, and ups that average like you never know so I think they should give him more carries but also the Colts kind of got lucky on the touchdown anyway. So this game maybe shouldn't even have been this close. It, you know, it was. No. Yeah. I texted, uh, I texted Chad right after this game and I was like, or I don't, I don't even think it was after. I think it was like the next day, but I was like, yeah, so what's, what's the deal? He's like, is your team good or what? Like, I, I, I can't tell. Like they're nine and seven and I just, they just keep winning. This is what, like four games in a row now or three games they've won in a row. I don't know. They're just like on this like weird momentum and, I don't know. It's just it's been interesting to watch. And like you said, this, this was the biggest upset for me of the week. Cause I thought the Colts were going to have, have them pretty easily. 
Yeah, I did too. And I mean, good for Daniel Carson kicking that late field goal to win. it. obviously uh, I think also maybe they were motivated with John Madden's passing. I don't know about that. Maybe John Madden, like, you know, was like Rich Passaccia fell felt John Madden, like in his soul and coach the game that way. I don't know, but I, I, I think you're onto like. something. That's what it felt like uh, with how they won that game when they, even though, I mean, going into it, what, the Raiders were eight and seven and the Colts were uh, nine and six. So it was really one game difference. And you, I think everyone was like, yeah, the Colts obviously are going to win this game. Yeah. So regardless, great game. It was still a great game to watch. Um, next game we have is the Patriots and the Jags. And there's nothing to talk about because the Patriots did to the Jags what everyone thought they would. Yeah, I think uh... – the Patriots like dedicated this game to Betty White or something Probably because sure. they, they, they fucking just went off. They yeah. absolutely went off. There was nothing the Jags could do, but my only note on this is like, dude, the, the Jags are just so bad. Just so bad. I, I told you guys this. <laughs> so absolutely bad. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't even be this far back in my picks if I wasn't picking the Jags half the fucking season. Yeah, no, it, it I, the Jags have just never like looked good to me. They haven't looked good since they got rid of like their entire defense, you know, when they had yeah, like Saxonville. You, you think back on that defense and just all the guys that they had, like they had fucking Calais Campbell and um AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey and um a couple of stud linebackers like Miles Jack. Like they they had some they had a stud defense and then they got rid of all of them. It was like, oh, I, did, I had I had a I had Saxonville Jags on my fantasy like when they were fucking absolutely hot and they were constantly getting me mad points and then yeah. they just have completely fell apart. Yeah, no, they they if the whole organization needs these either um their fans are all gonna wear clown costumes to their uh, next game. I have not seen that. Yeah, all the like all the fans are gonna show up in fucking clown costumes. Um just to like shit on the owner. So that should be fun. That's fucking booming. Yeah, that's that's it's fucking cool. Uh that is right. hilarious. We now let's let's go ahead and get into um the game with the most excitement of the week for nothing that happened during the game. Or well, I should say nothing that happened during a play or you know on the actual field. It still happened on the field. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? No, yeah, so I completely agree. Um, other than Brady uh, leading the Bucks to a game-winning drive win against the Jets and shattering every single fan there's heart because um, they thought they were going to have a massive upset, um, the game was way closer than it should have been. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember watching it, and all of a sudden I see uh, Mr. Antonio Brown shirtless running through the end zone while they're still making play, like – they were getting ready. Like, they were all lining up. Like they were about to, like about to the snap down. Yeah, and, and he was running through the end zone. Yeah, we're doing um, Yeah, I mean, uh, and trying to pump up the crowd when it wasn't even a home game, like it was an away game. Um, but to to be fair, dude, if shirtless Antonio Brown in the middle of a game is trying to hype me up, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna get pretty pretty fucking excited. Uh, that would be a rare experience that most people will never see in their life um, yeah, if somebody no. quit in the middle of a game middle of play yeah so i was so confused so i was helping britney study 
a little bit for her licensing exam and everything. And, and so I was sitting there on the couch and I was helping her study, but I had the game, I had red zone on and I would occasionally, just, you know, in between questions, like check over while she's thinking on something, go check and look at what's happening. And I just turned and saw Antonio Brown running through an end zone. Well, first of all, taking his shirt off and then running through the end zone and everything. And I was like, did he get ejected? Like, what? I'm like, what did he do? What did this guy do to get ejected this week? Like, they're playing the Jets. What What got this guy so heated? And then mm-hmm. I see him cut back to it, like, later, and it's just him running again. And I'm like, why are they showing this? Like, what did this guy do? And I like, go on Twitter a little bit later, and I'm like, oh, was just, he just left the field? Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? And, I mean, we've been, I've been, you know, trying to follow up with everything that's been happening with it. Um, he just – now like 10 minutes ago yeah yeah yeah, released a statement that said he was forced to play on an injured ankle um which well you're the ankle like weeks ago right and then last week he put up like 11 catches for like over 100 yards and like two touchdowns or some dumb shit like had a really great week and then so i guess the story from what i've heard is that he wasn't in the game and they told him to go back in and he said no because he was too hurt and they told him they kept telling him to go back in the game and he kept telling him he was too hurt and so they told him what i've heard is that they told him if you're not going to go back in the game then you can just leave yep and so he left so he left um just i mean put that all together uh you don't leave when they say that that's not that's not an actual invitation to leave that's that's more of a (laughs) It's more of a like, I'm pissed at you for not going in the game and I'm going to say something that I don't mean. And he was like, well, you told me to leave. I don't, don't know what I did wrong here. Um, and then also, um, I saw a lot of reports and a lot of idiots that were trying to say that it had something to do with his incentives. Um, like they were holding him out from getting his incentives and he got mad. And anyone that, that heard that and believed that, I don't think you've watched football for more than six months because it makes no sense. They had a whole nother game. He needed like six catches, 55 yards and a touchdown or eight catches, eight catches, 55 yards and a touchdown to get a million dollars in incentives. Do you think they were, they were not telling him to go back in for that half because they didn't want him to get those numbers? No, they have a whole nother fucking game that they would have gotten him those numbers. Yeah, It makes, it made literally no fucking sense. I think the biggest thing, the, the, the real thing is that there was a lot more going on behind the scenes that it was, it was, uh, yeah, I know Reggie's just, <laughs> I just saw Reggie's face going and out. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is that behind the scenes, ever since the, the COVID shit is that like his, his fake, uh, COVID card is that, um, the organization just had issues with it. It was like, yeah. hey, you faked having a COVID card. Like you've already had all these off-the-field issues. I guess there was drama, last week after his post-game press conference like it's just it's probably all building up and i would i don't blame bruce arians for being like hey ab go in the game and he's like no and he's like what the fuck else are you gonna do dude like what what i'm telling you to do something and you're just like refusing to do it i don't know what i'm supposed to say to this guy so you know i don't i don't blame bruce arians for you know reacting the way he did like it's not it's not a I don't, I just don't hate it. It's <clears throat> well, no, no, yeah. too much of a character off the field and on the field too. I just think the guy needs fucking help, like legitimate fucking. Help. I think, he, I think he has mental issues, like, like legitimately. Um, and another thing too, Hey, go in the game. No, my ankle hurts. Then you probably don't want to be jogging off doing jumping jacks as you leave. 
You know, I'm not saying not that the exactly. injury isn't super intense because apparently he's getting surgery on it. But yeah, I, I, you know, running, jumping around, doing jumping jacks, and getting the crowd pumped. It's like that's usually what somebody does when they have a injured ankle. Yeah, and also you know? like if it's really that bad and you can't do anything on it, like why aren't you getting medical attention? Why aren't you in the tent getting it looked at? Like. You're just, I don't think he told them how bad it was. I think he, they told him, Hey, go in the game. And he was like, nah, my ankle's not great. And they're like, yeah, get that's in the exactly game. how I think it went. Yeah. Like if he was really stressing about it and he was like, coach, like my ankle, I can't go right now. They'd be like, go see the trainer, go get it looked at, yeah. get it taped up. See if you, he wasn't working on it on the sideline or anything. I don't think he told them shit. And then now he's coming out later and he's like, well, I'm going to have to have surgery on my ankle. And they're probably like, that would have been cool to have known before you ran off. the yeah. Like it's just a whole shitty situation. I think his career is legitimately done at this point. There's not another team that's going to give him a fifth shot. He's, like, he's signed. Yeah. yeah he, I, I got an update uh, yesterday on ESPN. He signed with the Cowboys yeah, with sure. Gallup being out. Uh-huh. Dude, I swear to God, that's what I saw. Hold on. Kyle, I don't believe this. You gaslight people all the time, so I just don't believe this. Um, I feel like I would have seen this everywhere if this had happened. Um, no, I don't believe this. His career is done. He's not going to end up anywhere. Um, if any, like, There's no reason for any team to take a shot like with his mental illness and just everything he has going on off the field. There's nothing going on. Um, that would make any team really take a, sh- a chance at him. And, and even then, like, he, he's still really good. He has the ability, but even now he's been injury prone. So now you throw that into the mix and he's going to have ankle surgery. And like there's injuries, there's off the field drama, there's on the field drama. There's nothing that would make me want to have him on my team. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything over here. Yeah. You might've seen an article that was like, Oh, should the Cowboys sign Antonio Brown? The first one is saying the Cowboys should sign troubled Antonio Brown. It's not the headline that I saw, but I'm assuming that I must have read it wrong. But for the last 24 hours, I was under the impression that he was on the Cowboys. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that blows me away, but okay. Yeah, no. Um, he's probably still stuck in fucking New York. <laughs> I had to take a guess. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll move on because that's a lot of Antonio Brown drama. Um, yeah. Move on to Eagles, Washington. Hey, Eagles pulled it out. Wasn't pretty. But they got it Not done. At all. Yep. Got it done. It's all that matters. They locked up a playoff spot. Good for Philly. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say uh, this because we haven't really talked about it. Though all of the morning games and even the afternoon games were absolutely electric. There were so many comeback wins um, where I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my god, I'm losing like five or six games right now, and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. So. Um, I was very, very happy this Sunday. But yeah, yes, no, Eagles was, did pull out that late win against Washington. Yeah, and again, hey, I mean, Jalen Hurts doing enough, right? It wasn't, again, wasn't pretty. Um, he, he wasn't even the leading passer in terms of yards, but he did what he needed to do. He avoided enough sacks. They got the win. It's all that matters. Um, so, yeah. Move yep. into the next game, because we all got that one, right? So next game. Hey, Rams, Ravens, and boy, 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 did the Ram- the Rams are are just doing enough. Yeah, and this isn't That's... one that should have been close. No, and I mean, 
uh, I don't know. So I hesitated against the Vikings, right? And Tim's like, I didn't like that you fucking ugged. And then they barely beat the Vikings. Now it looked a little bit closer than it kind of was. But And then this game, and I'm like, it's not that I don't think the Rams are good. It's just I, I'm, I'm worried because they're just doing enough, just doing enough. So, I mean, I'm glad I took the Rams, but like, like you said about the last one, it wasn't the prettiest of games, but they, they held them off. Yeah, the thing that, that worries me the most is that it was Josh Johnson at quarterback for the Ravens. If it was like Tyler Huntley, I'd be like, hey, listen, that kid's been electric. He led a comeback win. Like, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good quarterback. If it was Lamar Jackson, I'd be like, totally understandable. But a yeah. Ravens team that is missing both of their starting corners against this Rams offense – Ravens team that's on a third string quarterback that was probably on their practice squad. I, I just, I can't wrap my brain around how it's like a, oh, you know what? It's all right. They still got the win. Like it's, it, yeah, they got the win, but it's not good. I, I'm not like yeah. confident in them for right now for the playoffs. It's not like I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, the Rams will be fine. I'm like, this is genuinely worrying. That was back-to-back weeks way too late in the season for me to be like, ah, Rams <laughs> You know, the Chiefs got their shit out of the way way early. You know, the Bills have dropped a few games here or there, you know. Josh Allen's kind of up and down. He had a bad week this week, and they still won by two touchdowns. Like, that's what I expect from the Rams, right? You're playing a beat-up Ravens team. You should still win this game by at least two scores. Yeah, Cup and um, OBJ should have been able to burn that that secondary. All day. Easily. And they both got a touchdown. Like, that's cool, but – yeah you got to do more than just just score so yeah 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 my and tim I'm, I'm hoping they look a lot better um obviously not this week i mean they'll probably you know do enough this week but i'm hoping they they play a lot better when we get to the wild card rounds uh yeah. so next game for us is going to be my game uh we we played the broncos and man i wish so bad that so I'm not going to say anything too bad here, but I do wish that we had hurt Teddy Bridgewater enough <laughs> where he would have been out the whole game the first time we played them and not like two drives because this is, this is what we should have done to them. It, also, it's awful that the, the Broncos look this different just based off a quarterback change. Yeah. It, it's drastically different. Um, but I'll take my, I'll take my win. I'm, I'm so happy that Justin Herbert broke the chargers record for most touchdown passes in a season. And he did it in the you know, same number of weeks, 16 games. And he did it on a 50 yard bomb to Mike Williams. Like just so, so much about that is, is appealing to me and makes me happy to see. Um, uh, second I, year too. Yeah. In his second year, he breaks the record, the franchise record for most. touchdown. How long, how long was Philip rivers there for? Like 17 years. Or <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, he was oh, there for so hurt long. So bad. Yeah, no, that's Justin Herbert. And, and he had the same guys. Philip Rivers had the same guys. He, like, you know, two years before he retired, and he didn't do shit with them. You know, and now <laughs> and look at what Justin Herbert's coming in and doing. And I'm so hoping that we can carry this over into this week because this is the week we need it. But I don't have much to say about this game in particular because it's the Broncos with Drew Locke, and they're just yeah. not good. When they have Drew Locke, they're not good. So we all obviously took the charge in that game. Next game was the uh, Niners and the Texans. Again, not much to talk about. It was closer for a little bit too long, I thought. Um, yeah. The Niners were still able to pull away. Trey Lance, good for him. 
first win, his first start. Um, that's great. Um, he did not look good to start. He looked just like a rookie. He made a lot of rookie decisions. He finally got a good ball to Debo, who was wide open. Um, so yeah. like, as much as I'm going to be like, hey, that's great. I'm like, well, you couldn't have missed him if you tried. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. And Jim, Jimmy G is practicing. So he's he'll be starting to. This week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Probably. They, they have, well, they have the, oh, they have the Rams. <laughs> so, yeah. And they yeah. need to win you know, or the Saints to lose. So, which we'll get into. But, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, all right. Next game Cardinals Cowboys. Kyle, this was, this was your move right here. This was the one that got you some major move. Um, hey, I, I just didn't have faith in the Cardinals at all after the last two weeks, like zero faith. Um, they, they proved me wrong. They, their defense is really what proved me wrong because they, they look like they were locking up the Cowboys for the majority of this game. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I saw a little stat, um, you know, cause we, we've been boasting up uh, Trayvon Diggs, right? How he's just been absolutely incredible. And he's got all these yeah. picks. I, I saw, I saw a stat. Thing. Yeah. So for those listeners who don't know, um, Trayvon Diggs, we've been hyping him up, but um, he has the most stat or the most touchdowns allowed or is it most yards most yards I no, think. No, no, no. okay most yards allowed against him than any other cornerback in the league but he has the most uh picks so they compared him to a defensive version of Jameis winston because either yeah. he's letting up six or he's getting a pick six <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like he got toasted by aj green in this game and it should have been a touchdown for aj green uh but it was a badly it was a poorly thrown ball so even then you see that and you're like, oh, okay. He's just gambles on everything. And so it's like, he's going to gamble on jumping a route. And if you throw it, it's going to be a pick. But if you pump fake, it's going to be a touchdown. Like that's, that's the gimme. And I think what he had, like, is that, is that 11 picks right now? Um, I think so. 11, but it was like, what, like eight in the first, like seven weeks of the season. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he's had people like, are starting to figure him out. He's had like three picks in the last like nine weeks, which is all right. It's not amazing. It's pretty good still. But I think exactly teams are figuring him out. And I mean, they're in the playoffs. And I'm sure whoever they end up getting matched up with, which we'll take a look at, is gonna take advantage of that all game. And they're gonna run double moves and they're gonna make Trayvon jump on routes. And if you're not given safety, it's going to depend on the matchup. But if you're not given safety, safety help to him, it's probably going to be over. So we'll see. Um, but good for you on getting that one on us. Uh, next game, Panthers Saints. Uh, you know, pretty gross. Pretty gross. Um, Saints got the win. So that's cool. Good for them. I'm pretty sure we all got that one right. Yeah, we all got that yeah. one. Because right. no one has faith in the Panthers for yeah, obvious no. reasons. Um, yeah, but it was, it, was a, it was not a good game. Yeah, Alvin Kamara got the game-winning touchdown, right? Yeah, he got the game-winning touchdown. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, it's it, – it was not a game that I tuned into. I didn't think it was going to be a good game to watch. Um, so I just went over the stats earlier today, and yeah, nothing of uh, major relevance to me. Uh, no, I don't think nothing. the Saints are that good, and the Panthers are just worse. Yeah, no, and I, the only reason I tuned in at the end is because, one, it was like the only – game that was still going essentially that was still like close you know yeah um and so it was still going on and it had a little bit of playoff implications because if the saints lost they would have been eliminated 
So it was, like, it was like, all right, maybe, maybe we'll see something crazy here. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was Saints and Panthers. It was an NFC South game. Like no one cares. Uh, so yeah. then we move into Lions Seahawks and boy, boy, the Lions look bad in this one. 51 points, man. Yeah, 51. <clears throat> 51. Amon Ross, you know, he got a rushing touchdown. That's cool. Um, that's about all I got uh, for the Lions. Positives. Uh, DK Metcalf just went the fuck off all game. With three touchdowns, right? He's having a great game. Um, I was watching – when uh, the commentator, it was uh, so it was Gus Johnson and Aqib Tlaib on the call, and Aqib Tlaib was saying he was like, "Ah, oh, DK Metcalf's got really bad body language right now. He just he just looks like he doesn't want to be out on the field." This is in like the first quarter. He's like, "He just yeah, he looks like he doesn't want to be out there. Like he's not really giving it his all. Like I want to know what's going on with him." That play, he scored a touchdown on like a thirty-yard <laughs> ball, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I don't know what, what's up with that or anything. Obviously, Seahawks aren't in the playoffs. Lions aren't in the playoffs. The game really didn't matter. Um, it's probably Russell. I don't know if the Seahawks have a home game this week, but it's probably Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle if it was their last home game. Um, if not, this week will be, because I don't think he'll be back in Seattle next year. I think he'll want out, um, and I think there's plenty of teams that would want him. So. Which is just crazy to think about, though, because he was such an elite quarterback and they've done so much together. But, I mean, they just – they haven't looked good. Not even last season did they look amazing. Uh, They started off really good and then it fizzled out and nothing came to be from it. And then now this season they're absolutely terrible. So, uh, I mean, I understand it. It's still surprising, but I I understand it. Yeah, yeah. I I just – I think he made it clear before the season started – Hey, I need better protection, or else I don't really want to be here. And then now they're six and ten, and they're probably staring down, uh, most likely six and eleven. And I just don't see why they would, why he would want to come back. Go to Pittsburgh, shit. Go to Pittsburgh. They don't have an old line, but he can go there instead. He's got options. Yeah. He's got options. Uh, all right, the uh, Sunday night game. I'll let you take the floor for this one because this was your game, uh, and it was uh, a beating. Um, this one was huge. Uh, so we needed this game to get the number one seed so we can relax players even this week um, and then have a bye week, which honestly kind of scares me. I feel like whenever team has that much time off, they usually choke after. Um, but I don't know. Let's, fingers crossed we don't. But uh, Packers, 8-0 at home now. Uh, it looked amazing. Kirk Cousins didn't play, so I knew it was going to be even more of a beating. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see the game just keep slipping away, uh, I mean, I couldn't have been more happy. Me and Ryan were texting each other and we were very uh, relieved and very stoked with how everything was turning out. Defense shut them down, offense ripping them apart. Um, Aaron Rodgers, absolute stud. Aaron Jones was helping out where he could. Devontae Adams had another huge game. So, uh, Packers looked very good, man. Um, I don't like to boast my, or boast my own team. Uh, too much because superstitious, but uh, yeah, we looked good. We looked good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't really have much to add. That game was pretty ugly. Um, the second quarter is when it got ugly. So uh, the, after that, it was just, you know, icing on the cake. So 
good for you yeah. guys. Glad you locked up the one seed. Get that home field advantage. You know, see how how far you guys can ride this year. Um, we'll go into Monday night game. And uh, I, I I text you when uh, I don't even remember what it was. Baker did something <laughs> stupid because Baker did a lot of stupid things. And I just text you and said I'm retarded um, <laughs> because I picked the fucking Browns. Uh, not even thinking like, oh, it's Big Ben's final game in Pittsburgh and the, the Steelers are really fighting for a playoff spot. I was like, nah, fuck it. Give me the Browns. No, no, don't give me the Browns because Baker Mayfield is garbage and the rest of the Browns is also, are also not good. So, yes. No. Yeah. Um, no, I was very, very happy um, to see the get that win. Um, obviously, they did what they should and they put him back in to get that last knee of the game. And I mean, it's obvious that he's done. He said it is. And, you know, he's crying in his post-game interview and it was just beautiful to watch. Um, I, mean, I don't hate the Steelers by any means. Um, Big Ben, obviously a lot of controversy with him, what he's done in his career outside of the NFL. But as far as in the NFL, uh, dude's a legend, um, obviously future Hall of Famer, um, absolute beast. So it was just it was just beautiful to watch him go out the way he did. Yeah, congrats to Big Ben on just a phenomenal all-around career. He's got two rings. He's – no, one ring? One ring. Two? Yeah, yeah, no, because he beat the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, two. He beat the Cardinals and the Seahawks, so he got two. Yeah. Um, sorry, NFC West, but, uh, <laughs> you know, good good for him. I'm glad he got – he's going out at home with a dub. Um, I mean, the team looked fine. Defense looked great. This looks like the Steelers defense. Like this is the kind of defense that I go, oh yeah, this is the Steelers defense. And then next week they'll probably let me down and get ripped open. Yeah. Not the same defense. But TJ Watt, four sacks, puts him at 21 and a half on the year. So he still has another game. Right. He needs one sack to tie the record, one and a half to get the record for most sacks in a season. And this is one where, hey, extra week. Does it really that fair? I think this one is because he's played like 12 full games all year. Yeah. So if he breaks the record after, oh, he got an extra week. Yeah. He also missed like four weeks with injuries. So yeah, would have gotten like 30. <laughs> yeah. So you're able to put that little bit of um, speculation in there, which I agree with. Yeah. Like this, that this is one that I'm okay with. If he breaks it with the extra week, if like Cooper cup breaks, calvin johnson's record it's like all right sure you got an extra week to do it though like imagine what calvin would have done with an extra week or you know you can't just get into that you know or same thing with like brady and randy moss when they set the record for most you know touchdown catches touchdown passes in the season imagine the numbers they would have put up with an extra they probably would have got to 60 like yeah so regardless that's it for week 17 Uh, i already let you guys know kyle went 14 and 2 tim and i both went 12 at 4 where that puts us in standings going into week 18 is myself in a nice little three-game cushion. I'm sitting at 157, 98, and 1. And with the, the two games that Kyle got on Tim, it leaves us with a tie going into week 18. Kyle and Timmy both at 154, 101, and 1. So... <coughs> Big games this week. Lots of big games. Uh, we already said that a lot of games have playoff implications. And on top of that, we're going to have some interesting decisions between you and Tim. I already have my picks. Timmy sent us his picks. I put them all in. 
as of right now, I have one game different from Tim. So I am good. I'm clean. I'm my asshole is fine. It's between you and Tim and how many you have different. I let you know the one difference him and I had, but I did not let you know any of the other picks. So we will get into it as we move on through here. Uh, so All let's right. start with the two Saturday games, um, both on ESPN, which is cool. That's great. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. I have the Chiefs. Timmy also has the Chiefs. Obviously the Chiefs. Yeah, obviously the Chiefs there. Uh, next is Dallas and Philly. Who do you have? I've got the Cowboys. Okay. We also both had the Cowboys. I'm going to let you go first here, so I'm not, you know, spoiling anything first, okay? For yes, all sir. Okay, so Tim and I both have the Cowboys. Uh, next game, Bengals-Browns. Bron- uh, so I was talking to Logan about this game earlier, and – you know, with Mixon and Burrow being out, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But with um, – I saw the update today when I was doing my homework that uh, – what's his face? Baker um, is going to be out. He's going to be getting surgery. And I, I I don't feel comfortable putting my asshole in the hands of the Browns to beat the Bengals who have been on fire. Now, I know they're going to be sitting a lot of people, but – um, I'm, I'm going to go with Bengals. I do not trust the Browns. Yeah. And, and as far as playoff implications go for some of these games. So we were, we were talking, we said we were going to dive into it, but we didn't really, but let's dive into it a little bit. Uh, so going back to Saturday games, the chiefs and the, and the Broncos, uh, chiefs win, they lock in the two seed and they're hoping that the Titans would lose to get the one seed. So that's the implication yes. from that game. Uh, I don't really think it's going to change too much though. Um, next game is Dallas and Philly. And again, not a lot happening there. Dallas has already secured the division. Philly's already secured a wild card spot. They're Dallas is already going to be the four seed. Um, and Philly could maybe move up to, I don't even think they can move up to the six seed. Well, they could, but it would rely on the Niners losing and the saints winning. So yeah, we'll have to see about that, but that's it for those games. Bengals, same boat. If they win, they're locking in the three seed unless the Chiefs and or the Titans lose and then they jump up into, you know, a different spot there. But again, they're probably just securing that three seed. Next game, very obvious, Packers-Lions. Um, this, this was a trickier game. Obviously, I'm not picking against the Packers, but the way I look at it is that it's the Lions starters against the Packers backups. You still win that game. And I'm still going with the Packers. Um <clears throat> it's uh yeah i got nothing else to say about that yeah yeah the playoff there's no playoff implications here because the, the packers already have the one seed it's locked yeah up. locked in yeah next game bears vikings who do you have vikings yeah we both have the vikings as well this is uh again no, nothing to do with playoffs in this game uh football team and the giants is very obvious yeah football team in yeah, every football way team. again nothing to do with playoffs there uh, all right, Colts and Jags. Colts. Yep, got to go Colts there. Uh, that is another interesting one. If, it's a big, big time, if the Colts lose and the Chargers and the Raiders tie, the Chargers and the Raiders yes. both get in. I, I did see that. So I think that there should be a mutual agreement that uh, yes. it, they, it, they, it. they keep glancing at the score for the Colts and then they just they just tie it up. Well, not even glancing at it. That game's going to be over before they kick off. Well, well, yeah, but they need the Colts to lose. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, like if if you go into that game and then the second that game is over, if it's a loss, we I wouldn't even I we're not even going to play offense. We're just going to take knees all game. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the next game. Yeah, no, yes, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, Colts, yeah. But we obviously you take the Colts there. Um, next game, Steelers, Ravens. Who do you have? So, I thought the Browns were going to beat the Steelers mm-hmm. in a normal day. But I said, hey, it's his last game, so he's going to win. I don't see them winning again. Um, I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. We also both took the Ravens. Um, this one is winner gets in with a lot of help. A lot of help. Um, so they're kind of playoffs here. I think both teams are going to try to win, but it's not yes. going to mean much ultimately. Uh, next game is very obvious. Titans, Texans. If Titans win, they lock in the one seed. Yes. Yeah. So you go on Titans there, I imagine. Um, yes. Uh, next game, Saints Falcons. Uh, this is another one with some playoff uh, playoffs on the line. Saints need the Niners to lose, and then themselves to win, and they would be in. Um, so I'm taking Falcons um, because uh, they're first off the division game. It's always nasty between these two. I think the Falcons are a better team than the Saints, and I think the F- Saints would uh, sorry the Falcons would be very very satisfied to say. I ended their chances. You know, I know, I know that you know teams have to lose and stuff like that, but to just solidify it and say no, it's done, done. Yeah, um, I think the Falcons are going to play pretty hard. Okay, I like that. I do have the Saints, and Tim does have the Falcons. That is our difference between Tim and I. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do have one different from the both of you. Uh, next game is the Jets and the Bills. I just not. I mean, I don't think as much to talk about. No, no Bills. I take the Bills playoff wise. Uh, not not much. I mean. The AFC is pretty, pretty locked in from what I remember. Um, out after those top three, I guess if the Bengals were to lose, the Bills could jump up. But I think the Bills really the, the big thing is is the AFC East. So they're trying to lock in the AFC East title. If they were to lose and the Patriots win, then it flips. So they're obviously going to be trying to keep that so they can at least not be a wild card and have home field in the first round. Um, next game, Niners Rams. Um, I've been talking shit about the Niners this entire season. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and again, as far as playoffs go, the Rams are in the two seed right now. So they're trying to keep that intact. So obviously they're not going to, you know, risk anything there. Uh, next game, Patriots, Dolphins. Oh, sorry. Obviously Tim and I have the Rams in that game. Uh, next game, Patriots, Dolphins. Who do you have? So is Mac Jones starting? I would imagine they so. their division. There's nothing that they they clinched playoffs. There's they nothing they can. Division. No, They're yeah, top. yeah, not yeah, yeah, not division. Sorry, they clinched uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who would they? I mean, they can't even win their division, can they? Because they could with the, tie the, with the Bills. Oh, I'm sorry, the Bills. I thought the Bills were 11 and five. Oh yeah, yeah Patriots then. Patriots, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be fighting for that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're tied for right now, and if they were to win, then they they would get home field in the first round. So, yeah, we also both took the Patriots, uh, Seahawks, Cardinals. Who do you have? Cardinals. Yeah, very easy on this one. And again, this is one with a little bit of higher stakes as far as divisions go, because if the Rams were to lose and the Cardinals were to win, um, I don't know who exactly would get the um, division because of, I mean tiebreakers of something they split their games so it wouldn't be that so they'd go to something else they'd probably go to record in the division which would be the cardinals so the rams would drop three playoff spots and the cardinals would jump uh well 
however many, I don't know, because that they would have to get into different things with the other playoff teams. But I think the Cardinals will definitely try to win this game. So Tim and yes. I both have the Cardinals. Uh, last afternoon game is the Panthers and the Bucks. Uh, who do you obviously have? the Bucks? Yeah, obviously the Bucks again. Bucks are locked in the three seed right now, trying to get that two seed if they can. So you know, lots we'll to see. I, but I imagine they just try to get the win. I mean, the Panthers are very bad. And then we get to the main event of the evening, of the weekend. There's going to be the Chargers and the Raiders. We were obviously going to be watching this game together. Um, who do you have? All right. So I, I think Chargers are going to win. But me and Tim, have every, we have every single pick the same. Yeah, you do. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to decide if this is the game that I try to decide the difference. Yeah, the question but, is, do you wait until playoffs? Because you can also just go into this tied and then have a playoff game that you feel actually strongly about a winner. I know. Or I can go for two and just go for the win now instead of tying it and going into overtime. I just don't know if the Raiders are that team. First off, I like the Chargers. You know, I've been riding with you just about every single week. Yeah. To take the Chargers. The, 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 the way I'm picturing this is we're at Chad's. You know, it's going to be electric. You guys are going to be yelling at each other. And then so it, it's, it's who do I want to win? Uh, you know, that's... I'm going to go Chargers. Okay. All right. God so damn it. That, that is every pick the same as Tim. So we are going to be going into playoffs for uh, determining who gets their asshole waxed. We talked about this before the podcast. This is the opposite of last year. Uh, last year, I was already going to get punished. And then it was just you and Tim deciding who was going to be first in the playoffs. Now, I'm clean. And it's just going to be two of you guys figuring out who gets your asshole waxed in the playoffs. So very interesting this- stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can hit it back to back. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that the the real Chargers show up and we have a good game. And same same as last time we played them. So uh, we shall see. Those are our picks. Those are our picks for the week. Um, I think that that about wraps it up for NFL talk for right now. Uh, we will obviously be checking back in next week uh, with not just how the week well i mean we'll talk about the games it's not going to have any implications but we will definitely be making those picks and playoffs to see what's going to be different and then also talking about how the playoffs ended up before we talked in some college football playoff championship national championship game and then uh, we'll probably have our own topics next week too so look out for that guys uh, should be a fun week next week um that's it for topics let's get into some segments yeah yep i got a I've got three booms, one bus. Oh, hey, I got one boom, three bus. Goddamn, look at us going every single week. Yeah, we're just kind of matching each other. I like it. All right, so then I'll kick off my first boom then. Yes, go for it. Um, it was decently similar to last week's. I'm going Matt LaFleur again. Um, last week I said he was the first coach um, to get 10-plus wins and win his division three years in a row. Well, he's also now the first head coach in NFL history to get 12-plus wins in each of his first three seasons. Um, so Matt LaFleur, like I said last week, you're booming. I love you. Awesome. I love to hear it. Uh, my only boom is also a coach. It is Mike Tomlin. 
Mike Tomlin, right. uh, first coach, I believe, ever to start the first 15 seasons of his career without a losing season. God damn. Yeah, so ever since he's taken over the Steelers, uh, he's never had a losing season. He's had like two years where he's gone 500. Uh, this year, the worst he could finish is 500. If they win, they finish, you know, obviously over 500. The tie. Oh, they go 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Yep, the tie. <laughs> comes into play. Uh, so Mike Tomlin knows how to finish. How to finish. Uh, I think he'll definitely get that win as well. And wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered? He would have finished nine and eight anyways. But you know, still all around good for Mike Tomlin. I think he's a very underappreciated head coach in the NFL. I, I agree, dude. That guy's a beast. Uh, my second boom is sticking with my team. Going to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, so he has four interceptions on his uh, 513 passes this season. If he doesn't throw a pick in Sunday's game, which I don't yeah, even know if he'll start, yeah, um, it will be his third time that he's thrown 500 plus passes with four or fewer interceptions. No other QB in history has ever done it once. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking disgusting. He's the most talented quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. I, I that don't is think disgusting. I won't. I won't ever back down from that statement. Um, Okay, my first bust, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, a solid, solid player. Um, had his, not this last game, but two games ago, he had nine turnovers. Nine turnovers. What? Asked after the game about it, he said, I'm allowed to turn the ball over. Uh, you are. But when you are the point guard, maybe less than nine times would be ideal. Maybe less uh, turnovers than you have assists would be ideal. Um, you are allowed to turn the ball over. That's fair. He also said he's allowed to miss shots. Also fair. You miss a lot of them though. So, you know, let's, let's dial it back. He did follow that game up with a game with zero turnovers. So good for him. I think he'd be a boom. Still (laughs) not because it's the first time in over 400 games that he has had zero turnovers. Oh my God. The last time he didn't turn the ball over in a game was 2015. Oh, my God. That's, that's, he's had games where he probably played six minutes because he got hurt or something, and he still turned the ball over. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Russell Westbrook, you're my bust. So, I thought you said Russell Wilson. First no. Off. And that's why you went nine turnovers. I went, what? I like, how the fuck is that possible? How do I not hear about that? <laughs> Okay, yeah, and then it started clicking Westbrook. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's like – that doesn't even seem possible. Yeah. That is crazy. All right. Um, my third boom is going to be a Brooklyn man. Um, fan arrested in New York after attack on a WWE wrestler, Seth Rollins, at Barclays Center. Uh, we had a big wrestling event. Um, Roman Reigns was um, out with COVID, so Brock Lesnar stepped in in his place and got a championship belt same night same night Seth Rollins is fighting and Eliza Elijah Spencer 24 years old ran at WWE star Seth Rollins and tackled him during a live broadcast on WWE's Monday Night Raw at Barclays Center in Brooklyn this was after that event that I just talked about thought it was the same night anyways he attacked her on Rollins fought or they Sorry, attacker and Rollins fought on the ground momentarily until security and WWE officials, including referees, broke up the skirmish. 
Spencer is being charged with attempted assault and attempted violation of arts and cultural affairs, mm-hmm. disrupting a live sporting event, according to NYPD. Police say that at the about 9.20 p.m. local time, Spencer left his seating section, jumped the metal barricade, and attacked Rollin, who suffered swelling to his lips. But what a true warrior. Rollins refused medical attention, ah. according to the police. The swelling um, was not so, bad enough. You know, in, uh, in other sports, you know, you get that occasional streaker. Um, dude. WD fans stepping up, they don't streak, they go straight for the talent and they tackled his ass and swelled up his lip. Damn. I didn't, I wouldn't do that. So boom into that guy. I love it. I love to hear that. Uh, my second bust is going to be Michael DeVoe. Ever heard of him? No. No, you never <laughs> will. So he uh, played for, plays for Georgia Tech. Uh, is, I was watching the Duke game uh, last night. So it was uh, Tuesday night. And uh, Duke was winning the whole game like wire to wire leading the game closest it got in the second half was like six. Um, and this kid on Georgia tech uh, was leading the conference and scoring his name is Michael DeVoe was leading the conference and scoring coming into the game. We held him to two points in the entire first half. Uh, he finished with 21. So like, Hey, good for you. Go off in the second half, still lost. Uh, but he decided to talk shit to coach K for some reason. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't really tell you why, but Coach K got mad and people are going to people flip it and, you know, blame Coach K and Coach K is the bad guy because everyone hates Duke. But you just don't talk shit to the other team's coach, like talk shit to the guys on the other team. That's fine. Like, that's why they're all on the, on the court. But when you're getting your ass beat, don't say something to the other team's coach. That's literally the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so you got all you know, got Coach K all pissed off, and you know, then didn't do shit. Then he immediately missed a wide open, uncontested layup. So you know, you're really good at what you do, kid. Um, and, <laughs> and then he and then he made a layup later in the game, and they were still down by six. And he just yelled in one of our players' faces on defense. And, and Jesus, Christ. I was like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? You're you're yeah. never gonna have a career in the NBA. Like you're not that guy. Like you need to dial it back several notches because you're you're not good. Like you yeah, can no, score, clown. I'm like you can score, and that's cool. Uh, I was yelling at my TV a lot, a lot uh, <laughs> when, when I saw him yell. Uh, I, I I told Brittany I was like I couldn't I couldn't play if I was that kind of an athlete. I probably would get kicked off teams because if I if a dude yelled in my face after he made a layup to cut a lead to six. I would immediately just shoot the ball in his grill the next play and then yell right back in his face. Yes. Like it, it would be, there would be zero hesitation. <laughs> like, um, so I just, just fuck you though. Be like, fuck you. You're getting your ass handed to you the whole fucking game. You, you got some late buckets to pad your scoring stats, but really you weren't doing anything the whole fucking game. Miss, you know, leading the fucking league and scoring good for you. Uh, you're never going to accomplish anything in your life on the basketball court. So just, you know, maybe give up now. Yeah, no, and you said his name was Debo. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, what's um, your bust? My first and only bust is gonna be the Jacksonville Jags. Um, yeah. I I said it earlier when we we're talking about them, and literally my comments are just they're they're just so bad. Yeah. Um, they have not had one glimpse of a season where I went, ooh, that's it. That's what I was expecting. That's where I see potential. No, nothing. Even when they beat 
fucking the Dolphins in like London. It, it was a sloppy win with they won with a game winning field goal that fucking went in four different directions and somehow went through the crossbars. Like it was a lucky win. So um, I'm surprised they didn't go in 16 and I, I don't see them being good next year, yep. but we'll see. Yeah. It depends on who they get a head coach, uh, but boom into their fans. Like we talked about earlier, cause we're all going to be in clown costumes. And I think that's, yeah. that's Hell players. Yeah. all right. Uh, my third and final bust is hub Arkush. hub Arkush. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a a, a NFL writer, you know, member of the media. Um, I don't know where he writes. I think it's either Chicago or Green Bay. Um, it's one of those two. But he has already made his stance as far as MVP voting goes, and he has said he is not going to be voting for Aaron Rodgers. His reasoning is because Aaron Rodgers was too much of a distraction to his team off the field. Um, so is his most valuable player award. So I, I think it, it's the, the definition is about who was the most valuable player on the field for the entire season. <laughs> yeah. um, there's other awards for off the field stuff. It's not this one. Uh, he's one hell of a distraction. Um, it obviously hurt the team. They did finish with the best record in the whole NFL. Um, and locked up the one seed before the regular season was even over. Um, but yeah, yeah, he definitely hurt the team. Really hurt the team. Doesn't deserve your MVP vote. Uh, I would understand if you want to say like, oh, I'm going to give my vote to like Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to give my vote to this, you know, whoever you want. TJ Watt, right? He'll probably get a vote or two for MVP. That's great. I understand because those guys also had great seasons. And I can understand that. But when you start bringing in your off the field personal opinions into voting, this is why I don't think members of the media should have as much of a fucking say in this voting as they do. Like it, they, it's always members of the media that determine this, that determine this shit. And in theory, you'd go, yeah, these guys are covering the sport all the time. They know it the best. No, they don't because they're local beat writers that write for their team or their city. So yep. they're either going to vote for their guys because they love them or not vote for their guys because they're pissed at them. And that's exactly what's fucking happening here. He just doesn't like Aaron Rodgers as a person. And so he's like, he's not getting my MVP vote. And it's like, why do you have a vote then, dude? It makes no, yeah, no. sense to me. And it perfectly exposes the fact of why they shouldn't be in control of that either. Because it's like, dude, you know, yeah, yeah, like you said, this isn't the Walter Payton Award. You know, this is MVP. This is who was the most significant person for their team. Yeah. And when well, you I, never, I didn't like, I didn't like what he did out of there. Well, I didn't fucking ask you that. And it was before the season even started. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. It pissed me off when I saw the article, when I saw his opinion, uh, I think everyone kind of agrees. Like at least all the NFL players agree. There's probably some local people or whoever that don't like Aaron Rodgers that are like, yeah, that guy's got it right. Yeah, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, stick it to him, stick it to him. <laughs> yeah, but everyone in the NFL or that used to play or that knows the sport understands why this is such a stupid thing and it's such a stupid opinion. I completely agree. Um, you knew that I was going to love that one. Yes, I did. I saved it for last because I thought you'd love it. All right. I love that. So that is that is our episode this week, episode 60, like we said. Um, I, I don't have anything else. Kyle, do you have anything else? No, I uh, love you guys, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Um, should be on Wednesday again. Yeah, absolutely. Episode should be up on Thursday for you guys. Uh, thank you, as always, for the support. The support. <laughs> we appreciate it very much. 
Uh, we'll catch you guys next week with our uh, our results from week 18 and playoff prediction or playoff uh, setup, I guess. Yeah, catch you guys next week.